0: Right, you'll have to excuse this little bloody kink I've got on my plat. That just comes from the fucking hard life of being Jake, I guess. Anyway, hello and welcome. This is the Black Ink Podcast episode number 40. I can't believe I made it to episode 40. And what a timely fashion that it has arrived in because I've actually just taken ownership of my screen printer for Black Ink. Now I'm going to talk, I just, this, the whole plan for this podcast um, is just to kind of like talk about the whole process of getting the the screen printer, what it means for the business, the timing of it all, and kind of like what it represents getting the screen printer. Because I feel like, again, the whole purpose of this podcast was to add some sort, add a layer of transparency, if you will, to my brand, Black Ink, and give the audience and the customers a little bit more understanding about what I'm doing. And obviously like, when you get an opportunity to run, uh, when you get to you know like develop your own brand or to build your business or you know a combination of the two of them, realistically there should be some sort of desire in there to like add something really cool, so an element to it that you feel <clears throat> is you know if you were telling the story of your business or if I was telling the story of Black Ink, I want to have as many kind of tag on lines that I can have and say yeah, and I got involved in this and I tried this and I I learned this and rah rah rah. So I feel like the podcast is a really cool little, I almost call it like a personal journal of the Black Ink journey. And the really interesting part about it is like now I've done 40 episodes. Uh, and also like I've got a screen printer and I didn't, I didn't like start the, I didn't start the podcast like when I started this whole new kind of revamp of Black Ink whenever I started. However, I think I started back up the Black Ink side of things, the closed production of being a brand about nine months ago. And I think the podcast has been reasonably like, it's been kind of in the past like six weeks or seven weeks, whatever it is. So it might be more than that. It might be two months, whatever it is. But like, there is a pretty substantial gap between the two. <clears throat> and I The really interesting part about it is is that like just in the time that I've had the podcast running, there's kind of been enough like moving pieces of blacking happening that I've been able to actually talk about it and have something to talk about. And then also have like something to add to the story like every kind of week, whether it's been a new product or how a new product has been received by the audience or whatever it might be. And it's super like... To be very honest, sorry I'm clearing my throat a lot. I've been smoking a lot over the weekend and I'm fucking drinking coffee at 3 o'clock in the afternoon so I can give you a half-decent podcast. Point being that I finally feel like Black Ink is in a position now where I've got something to talk about. I feel like Black Ink is more than just like... uh, Before I felt like the whole thing that I was doing was selling an idea because the idea was like I would come up with something cool in my mind and I can imagine people wearing that idea, whatever it was, whether it's a shirt or a hoodie or a... I can imagine people getting amongst it, and even if it is isn't a unique design, it's just the general idea of what Black Ink was and the community that could be formed around it and sort of the emotion that is like intertwined with the experience of like being involved with the community, purchasing something from Black Ink and wearing it in wherever you might wear it, you know, I can kind of see that in my head, that whole just like... theme i guess of what black ink was and essentially what my job has been up until now is been selling that idea to other people and forming this community and it's one of those things where like from the outside point of view you just kind of go like don't you just post a lot on instagram and make a podcast and talk shit and come up with these little narratives yes that's exactly what it is but what i've explained it as like the refinement of like kind of how i'm trying to deliver it from my end and i feel the iconic or like the symbolic nature of getting a screen printer now kind of says that i can start to not take any attention away from that but i can now broaden my skill set into this like very kind of nation specific skill and hopefully turn it into this thing that i can monetize for myself so i can you know obviously have an income and justify myself as a businessman as and, and as a brand so it's kind of cool and like the really interesting part about that is before getting the screen printer i would Like as far as like, when I look at what black ink is, as far as a set of skills, um, black ink for me, obviously like I do all the marketing promotion, all the designing, all the like engineering of whatever it is, whether it's physical engineering or mental engineering of strategy and all the rest. Like I got good at things that essentially I could get good at for free so like i got good at photoshop by watching heaps of youtube videos i got good at building websites through again watching youtube videos and building them for free and doing it for customers super cheap and then i got good at like obviously not good at but like i starting to understand how to best market and advertise and promote my my brand and then also furthermore like being able to get these new things that i've got within my business and being able to bring them to market in an effective sense and i know that like the, the strategies that I've used so far have given me some results, but I know in the grand scheme of things, they're not really like, holy shit results, but they are definitely giving me some sort of metrics to work with so I can like move forward. But I think the beautiful thing about this screen printer, and by the way, as I make reference to this, if you're watching this on YouTube, the screen printer is directly behind the camera. So I keep on looking at it every time I, I kind of look past the camera. <clears throat> but um, the thing about the screen printer is like, I feel like, had I got the screen printer any earlier, it would have been a bit of a useless asset to me. I don't think it will ever be a liability because starting from the absolute start, I don't want to get into the numbers of things, but basically, when I give you a, uh, <clears throat> you'll understand when I say what I'm going to say next, but I don't want to get into how much it costs me and, and what, you know, how many shirts I have to print before it pays itself off and all the rest realistically, it doesn't offer you as an audience any real depth of like, you know, unless you're business minded like I am or you like numbers and all the rest, it doesn't really give you anything extra. So I'm just going to say that I got this for a very reasonable price. It wasn't a steal and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a complete bargain, but it was very well priced and the things that came with it are where the real value is. But the point is even for like the price that I paid for it, it would not have made sense uh, even two months ago or probably three months ago because the problem with it with, with what was going on is like even then I hadn't established myself in like hadn't established myself mentally enough to be able to understand what this really meant for the business and I treated two, three, oh, four three four months you know ago I used to I would treat how I value my transactional kind of like how I emotionally attach myself to transactions so I think What I'm trying to say right now is like, if I had to go and sell this today, as is, I would be able to get my money back. So obviously it's not a liability too much. As far as it being an asset, like this allows me to obviously print my own shirts. It allows me to print shirts for other businesses and other small or large, you know, interests, whatever it might be, whatever, you know, whatever screen printing needs they have. I can now teach myself how to produce those goods and produce it for them and make money for myself. So I feel like the timing of all this is really bizarre. Starting from the start, I had no interest in buying a screen printer and let me just like footnote all of this by saying, I didn't want to tell the podcast, the audience of the podcast that I was doing this. Obviously, if you're, you know, diehard fan, you listen to all the, all the episodes, you know, I've been hinting towards this, you know, I brought it up very briefly in one of my previous, I think it was like 48 or thirty eight or 39. I mentioned it, but I didn't really go into detail about what it was all about. I just kind of said, you know, this is kind of happening. And the reason that I don't want to do that is because you just don't want to count your chickens before they hatch. I didn't want to talk about getting a screen printer, talk about the whole deal, talk about the negotiate or well, not even the negotiation. It's just the communications between me and the people I bought it off. I didn't want to talk about any of it because if it didn't come to fruition, then what the fuck am I talking about? You know what I mean? And the really cool part about this is like now, if you're following the story and you follow me on Instagram and you see all the shit, you would have seen me going through the process yesterday of like getting it out of storage, getting it set up, <clears throat> transporting it to my house, doing my first pull, like all of those things. Like I, it, it's, it could not have been any more. Um, I like to keep everything organic by being organic. I like things to just happen because you're 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 kind of documenting it as it happens rather than talking about things happening in the future. I've talked about this in podcasts before. I don't want to go into it too crazy, but. The reason why I'm gonna be talking about all of this because this has all kind of been going on for the past like, so two, three, four, probably five weeks. And it all started having a conversation with one of my mentors and he basically said like, look, if you wanna get your, and all this started with a conversation talking about getting black ink into shops, which just as a little side note, I'm not 100% sure if I do wanna do that just yet. What I do like though is understanding processes and strategies and if I did wanna do that, how ideally do I get it and the answer was we need to get the cost of production down as much as possible and the way to do that is to produce your own goods and realistically I didn't want to get a screen printer because it just seemed like I was buying myself another job you kind of had to master this skill and then you still had to physically print all these things and the idea of like just being able to outsource something in your whole job is you know mainly just like ordering and logistics so it kind of like it seemed like a bit of a fool's option to me but The more I looked into it I mean it started with heat transfers heat transfers have a certain size restriction when it comes to like cost efficiency so I got to a point where I was like look it my best seller is my op you know the one with my main design on it Uh, where's my main design you know the main one where it's got the mandala in it but uh you know that's like obviously fucking that big so To do that with a heat transfer it's like it's definitely possible but it's not cost effective and literally like i i I pull into i was organizing some stickers now i don't don't even want to mention them on the podcast because it's not for the for the sake of the story it's not important but these people uh that i bought the uh, screen printer off they used to manage i would say they've printed thousands of shirts in the past before done thousands of screen prints in the past before they've managed um a good portion of the sign writing needs in the bunbury area for the past at least twenty years, I'm sure. Um, I get all of my stickers made through them. I used to skate with both of their sons. I'm like, I know these guys. Like, we've been through thick and thin. I'll, I'll even admit, at some point, at one point in history, there was a time where there was a massive rift between my family and the and this family. But you know, fucking bygones be bygones. It's all bloody water under the bridge now. And now, obviously, we've worked together so much so that I purchased this screen printer off them. So anyway, I'm in there. I'm asking for some more stickers. And they said, Oh, yeah, we're about to go on holiday, about to go fucking have some fun. They've got this bus that they, they've they decked out. And I was just, you know, obviously you're in there having a coffee, having a yarn, organizing these stickers. And I was talking about this heat press. And all of a sudden I got this offer of, Well, why don't you do some screen printing? And I thought, Yeah, no, it's not really my thing. Rah, rah, rah. And then I started putting it all together. They go, You know, with screen printing, you know, obviously if you don't know much about screen printing, essentially you set up the screen and then it's just like every, every time you print a shirt, it's like three pools heating it up, one more pool, and then it's done. So you kind of have that, like, your, your cost per print goes down, you know, significantly. So I started to play around with the idea and they said, look, we're going on holiday for two weeks. We're going to pull a number out of the air. How about this amount of money and we'll give you a full fucking working setup. And I was still in the position where I hadn't sold my caravan. You know, I was trying to figure out a way where I'd be able to, you know, manage to buy stock that I'd be able to then print on using a heat transfer, using that heat press and all the rest. And I was just like, you know, it just, it doesn't at all seem like it's a possible fucking, it doesn't seem like it's a possibility for me essentially. And the thing that I was more concerned about was I don't have the money to do that. Anyway, on a side note, my, my caravan was advertised and I said, you know, here's how much I've got on it. Here's how much I would like to receive for it. And he basically said to me, he goes, look, I'm going to sell you this screen printer, but I'm not going to sell you this screen printer unless you get exactly this amount for your caravan or more. Because where I set the bar of what I advertised it for and what I was going to accept, there was a bit of a gap in there. But he reminded me like like reasonably the caravan was worth every dollar of what I was asking for it and to not fold just because like you're in a position where you need money. And the thing that he reminded me there was, he was exactly right. I was in a position where, and still am, where I have no fucking money, so any money sounds better than no money, and you devalue yourself in particular areas with the hope that you're going to get money in. And the problem is, is even if the people paying it don't know this, the money somehow does. It senses when you're fucking in need, you know what I mean? It's like money can smell desperation and and it treats you respectively regardless of whose hands it's going in and out of. And... I kind of took that aggressive, not aggressive, I just, I, I re-kind of prioritized, not re-prioritized, I, re- I re-valued that amount of money in my mind and I set a new standard based off what he said. I don't want to get too much into the story of selling the caravan, which a lot of you are already familiar in anyway, but when it came to the negotiation for the caravan, it was a very short conversation. He asked me how much I had advertised on it, how much I was going to take for it, and he agreed. The timing was right, the people were right, everything worked, everyone's happy. That amount was the exact same amount that the person selling the screen printer said that if you get this amount for your caravan, I'll sell you the screen printer for X amount. So I sold the caravan and as it turns out, the timing was the caravan got sold on the Sunday and these guys were coming back from their holiday, which was two weeks after that original conversation, like on the Monday or the Tuesday. So I go in there March on the Monday, the Tuesday, after two weeks of like selling my caravan and thinking like, is it even plausible to run a screen printer? Basically I come back with the re- with the result of like, absolutely fucking yes, you can definitely get a screen printer and make it 100% viable. Only focusing like, we're looking at the numbers, basically all I have to do is continue selling the same amount of these original print shirts that I'm already selling, my best seller. If I just keep doing what I'm doing until Christmas, this will pay for itself. OK, so that kind of like elaborates how much money there has been made just within uh, the, that one style, that one print that I'm talking about. And please, like if I know if you've got a bit of a business mind on you, you're probably like reverse engineering this and going like, oh, fuck, he's about to make heaps more money. Please understand that since I got started back up again, my profit margins have been so fucking small just to be able to do anything at all. To be able to get myself to a position where I can buy a screen printer, they've had to be so fucking small that basically any sort of like in-house production was going to mean that I was going to be making a significant amount more of my profit margins. And when it comes down to it, I am not in business to fuck spiders. I'm not here to impress the people that I went to school with. I'm here so I don't have to drive a fucking truck. I'm here so I don't have to wear a uniform. I'm here so I can have fun and make money along the way. And as I keep reiterating to Larissa and my mum and all these, like, I don't want to make a million bucks. I mean, I still tell the damn universe that I am going to make a million bucks before I'm 30. But the point is, I don't need it. If I had all the money, I'd still be living exactly the same. The difference would be when I go out for people, I wouldn't let them buy the coffee because I'd pay for it first. That's only only difference, you know what I mean? Like, probably fucking pay off my mum's house if I had the money. That's what matters, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want hell, bougie shit. I just want to be able to, like you know, live. That's all any of us really want to do, I think. Anyway, we're getting off the point. So I've done the maths, I've justified that this thing is worth buying. And then I just obviously like, when you get into that position where like, I now started seeing this less as like a a bill that I had to pay, because I feel like that's how I respond to things. When I've got to buy something, it turns into like, this isn't something that I'm going to buy and there's going to be a transaction where like I give the money and I get this back. Essentially now when I buy something, it's like, this is now a bill that I have to pay. And the return for that bill typically is just something that's going to cause more, you know, effort, stress, time, energy, whatever it might be. And that's exactly what this is. But the thing that I started to like, and this is one of those things, long story short, from that moment until when I received the, the, the press was, I think it was three weeks, but it might've been two. I think it was three weeks, but it might've been two. But the point that I'm I'm making is, is it felt like fucking four months. It felt like four months. And I really did allow my emotions to get the better of me during those, let's, I'm just going to say two weeks, because I don't want to say three weeks and it was actually two. So for the sake of me not being wrong, potentially, I'm going to say two weeks. I like experienced all the emotions, you know what I mean? Because Like I started to actualize and this is the thing like even now, I don't think I fully appreciate what this means for my business because I'm starting to realize like this is a whole other arm of my business. Maybe even a business of its own that creates all the money that I need to make to finance the cool things that I want to do with black ink as well as being able to produce my own shit. So I kind of find that what I like what I had at the start, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to do this one thing really efficiently and make heaps of money off that one thing or not heaps of money but like kind of reverse that that idea of having a small profit margin turn it into a big profit margin you know and I can actually start to like right instead of just going and pushing the two dollar coins together to get my fuel money together I'll be able to like chip into shopping again and be able to fucking live you know what I mean and then all of a sudden it turned into like Well, actually I can do this print and this print and I can do like all of these products I can do myself. And now I can now open myself up to like, I know that these particular designs work. I can put them on other garments and know that they're going to work and those, I have access to those, blah, 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 blah. So I started getting that enthusiasm started snowballing as you want it to. And this is the thing, like, when you're in a position that I'm in right now, it takes literally like a fly going past you in the right direction to have enthusiasm snowball because I'm always excited about what I'm doing because it all fucking directly affects me if it goes well. And of course, like, as I said, I'm not in this to fuck spiders, I'm in it to do well. So I kind of get to a point where I was like, right, let's do this as quick as fucking possible. You just had two weeks off, let's get this screen print around me ASAP. But. If you're not in business for yourself, or you haven't been involved with someone else's business in like a management position or whatever, you realize like everything takes ages. Things that take a short amount of time, like a short amount of time in business is a week. You know, like you got to consider like, even if I order something from the East Coast right now, pay for express shipping, it won't get here before the end of the week. It's fucking Tuesday afternoon, are you kidding? You know what I mean? So even like booking in something in the short term to get this happening and like, part of the deal was handover training as well. So it's not like there was a, um, what do you call it? It's not like there was a, like, just come and pick it up and it's yours. You know, like you go around to a secondhand car, you're like, yep, sweet, starts, all, all the rest, give them the money, chuck it on the trailer, and off you go. This was like, cool, we're going to set up your screen, we're going to give you all the inks, we're going to show you how to use it, we'll, we'll do a test run here. When you get your stuff, we'll do a test run at your place, da 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 da. And so you can understand that quite a logistical. Um, debacle because obviously, you know, you've got to organize getting all those things in one place, um, having room to do it, being uninterrupted when both of us live, have schedules where it's just fucking crazy, this, that, the other. So basically it ends up taking fucking two weeks, you know, and it's funny, you know, because during the two weeks I would allow myself to get heated about the wrong things. And the thing that I preach, I feel like the most on this podcast was the thing that I was forgetting the most. And that is like, dude, if it's taking a long time, it is meant to take a long time. There is so much that you can do to reduce the amount of time that something takes to do. But at the end of the day, if you've done what you can do, you've done what you can do. Worrying about it, stressing about it, fucking screaming at your mum over the phone about things that you don't agree with doesn't change it. I'm not saying that specifically about this. I'm saying in general, when I get upset, I tend to call my mum and just fucking yell at her as if she's the person that I'm yelling at. And all I've done is yelled at me mom, no one feels any better. You know what I mean? Like no, that really helps. And the thing that actually came about when like, I just stopped and breathed and waited for the fucking information to come to me was very simple that I like, we end up doing the handover on a public holiday, right? So the public holiday was Monday, yesterday, and meant that we were completely uninterrupted. I could take my dog around there that my dog could play with their dog. They're fucking around. They're having fun. We can do our thing, you know what I mean? There's no rush to get it done in time, nothing. Just like it takes as long as it takes, it is what it is. And, you know, on top of that, had I done it any sooner, the place where it was going was right in the middle of our entertaining area. And in the meantime, between like making this deal and having it arrive, like I've had the housewarming, we've had people come around just socially. Obviously, we still live our lives and have to, you know, do our little things as we've been easing into the house. So had I got this any sooner, it would have just been like a really inconvenient thing that's in the way so the whole fucking process of getting this screen printer seems to be like it was just like a tedious thing that every time I you know would talk to them it would mean like I was waiting another three days or another four days or you know always you know something negative but then when it turned turns out like looking at it retrospectively there was never anything bad happening you know there was learning the information like right it's going to take a little bit longer for this this and this reason it was never anyone's fault and ideally had I got it when I wanted it it wouldn't have made a fucking difference in the long run you know so i think the things that i've already learned from this screen printer is to like this this is like i talk about this all the time with the business it's really hard to know exactly what the fuck you're meant to be doing at any point it seems like you're always not working hard enough and the work that you're doing isn't the work that makes any difference anyway so it's hard to just go like right let's fill in like you know between now and when i finish today say like i've i've had two meetings this morning i've had to fit in having breakfast and lunch obviously i've done my posting on instagram and And fucking Facebook and all the rest and now I've got to like record a podcast do a little bit for my screen printing setup so maybe I can do some test runs tomorrow or the day after and then like go and cook dinner at 5 o'clock and then start to prepare to wind down the day and all the rest so it's just like you constantly like you know if I didn't have the screen printer right now and I was trying to fit in even a conversation to figure out when it was gonna come just today for example it's like already unless I call them while I'm cooking dinner or whatever it's just it's just a fucking constant like damn dude Damn dude, things take as long as they take, allow them to take as long as they take, and also, if that's not happening right now, then go do something else that you're meant to be, because I'm sure there is. I'm fucking sure that there is. It's just bizarre, it's just bizarre. I, I feel like as well, what getting this screen printer did, <coughs> For me, and I like, I I say this a lot about um, Black Ink before, like a lot of things that I'm doing now, some people say like, well, why, you know, why didn't you, why wouldn't you buy a screen printer when Black Ink first started five years ago? Because I was retarded. Because I didn't know what, I would have wasted money in the fucking stupidest ways around, you know, like most of the things, all the like things that you need to operate the screen printer, like, you know, the scoops and the buckets and this and that, like, I went out to fucking Salvo's this morning and spent $14.00 on all of the shit that you need, like literally just old kitchen utensils and all the rest, like $14, if you went and bought all of it from Bunnings and Jackson's, you know, like an art supply shop and all the rest, like you would have been up for at least $200, you know? So I feel like the thing that I'm bringing into this like situation now is kind of like this wealth of like small business knowledge and like problem solving ability to go like, cool, What is the actual task that I'm trying to achieve? How do I reduce it down to as few moving parts as possible? And how do I simplify those or make them as cost efficient as possible? And then get into it, you know, even down to like, it's actually kind of significant that I uh, had that conversation with that mentor I was talking about that started all this kind of facilitated everything, you know, happening that resulted in me ending up with a screen pretty sitting in front of me. I went and saw him just today again, and I was like, hey man, since the last time I spoke to you, you gave me this bit of information, which turned into this, to this, to this, to this, to this. Now I own a screen printer, a heat press, and here's how I'm moving forward in the future. And I said to him, you know, like, uh, I'll I'll give you the the structure of what I'm working with. Obviously, when you have a screen printer, you need to print on something. So I said, I need to hold a certain amount of stock. And when it comes to the stock, I'm dealing with this one particular supplier. And with this particular supplier, if you spend over this amount of money, you get the shipping for free. So I said, do you think that I should go and order one of everything that I need in every size and every color? And you know, that gets me up to about 70% of what I need to spend. Do you think I'm better off buying just that and getting it in? Or do you think I'm better off spending up over that amount so I get my shipping in? And obviously like you figure out your shipping thresholds and you figure out like, right, if I have to replace that plus the shipping, is it still viable and so on. And you know, again, this was one of those situations where like, I thought I'd thought about every situation. He said to me, he goes like, right, if you get those in, how many of those have you sold already? I said, well, none, you know, none. He goes, right yeah. So essentially you're still gonna be like, instead of having your money, you're gonna have these shirts sitting on the rack that are ready to print. But essentially they're not gonna offer you any money until someone buys it on your website and then you go and create it for them. I said, that's correct. And just with that realizing that like, oh, I put myself in a category of thinking that this is the model that I'm going to use, given all the new equipment and the new arrangement that I've got. But I haven't even taken advantage of the fact that like, how can we simplify this and make it as cost efficient as possible? It's like, right, let's take what we know is already sold, what we're probably going to sell in the next week. And regardless of the free shipping threshold, I don't think $600 really bothers you right now when you, you know, you're printing however many I'm printing a week, get what you fucking need plus maybe 10, 15% so you can fuck around with it or if you have a fuck up, get the things you order the most, get maybe one or two extra of them and move forward. So again, it's like just being able to like minimize what you're doing down to it's like cheapest, most efficient possible way of producing that thing and doing that instead of going like, right, I'm gonna be a printing business so I need to hold a stock of all these things so let me get a big fucking chunky, no, 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 start with what you know, start with what you've already sold and work from there, you know? I feel like I, I went, I, I went on a bit of a fucking, you know, whirly bird there, trying to make a point about something. It makes perfect sense to me only because I've just had this conversation, and like, obviously, there's heaps of other elements in my mind that I'm taking into consideration. I'm trying to simplify it for the sake of the conversation. I probably fucked it, but that's all good. If you're keeping up, thank you. If you didn't keep up, dude, fuck you. It doesn't matter. You know, it's my podcast. Also, to report. And man, this is fucking wild. I'm sorry if you want to hear more about the screen printer. I'm going to be talking heaps about it. The more that I learn, also, if you are fucking and you know avid fan of black ink, you listen to all the podcasts. You want to get all the shit that I have to sell and all the rest. Right, right look, you know as well as I do that this shit is going somewhere. And look, we're t- we're 27 minutes into this, right? We're 27 minutes in. I can say this because I know the people who don't fucking listen to me are never going to make it to this part of the podcast. So that's fine. So if you're here with me, thank you. I'm about to break this shit down, right? We both know this is going somewhere, right? We both know that. I'm thinking that these first shirts that I do on my screen printer, if I was a fan of black ink, I'd probably want one of these. And furthermore, I did that purpose T fuck up. I didn't do it on purpose. Obviously it was a fuck up. I had more people want to buy that particular tea off me that actually ended up buying the tea when I released it, which means that people have more of an interest in these unique one of one things that I'm doing. So I'm thinking I might pre-sell 20 shirts that I'm going to print and regardless of the quality that they turn out, right, regardless of the quality, I'm going to sell them with the stipulation that these are my first prints. These are almost like my practice prints. They're going to be sold for the same amount of money, but regardless of the finish, I'm going to sell them how they're finished, right? So some of them might have, you know, weak areas. Some of them might have fucking shadows in them where I've accidentally like misplaced the fucking the screen or whatever it might be. So if you're a diehard fan, stay tuned because I'm thinking very seriously about doing something along those lines just to kind of like, I want to capitalize on the fact that these first prints aren't going to be as good, but at the same time, I feel like I'm giving my all into this and I fully believe there are people out there that will value those prints as much as I do. I just don't have the space to carry around the first 10 of fucking everything that I make. So much so that I barely have enough space to carry around one of all the shirts that I create. One, because I can't afford them and two, because like that'd give me like fucking 20 tees to wear. You know what I mean? And I'm a simple dude. I've got like fucking six T's and I wear three of them on repeat. You know what I mean? But that's what I'll be doing with that. So if you want a bit of black ink history, I'm thinking about doing something special with it as well. Might even be a little certificate, maybe a signature on there, some wanky bullshit. I know people fucking froth all that. And I, as you know, you say wanky cliche bullshit because it is, but at the end of the day, I love making it as much as people love receiving it. You know, like those thank you cards that I write on everybody's order, I handwrite all of them. The message comes out of my head. And like, I think... You know, I don't know how people receive it. I'm sorry, I was making an assumption then that people froth the shit that I give them. But I I just think it's so cool that like I have that means of communication with that person. You know what I mean? Like, Not only have you trusted me and my brand enough to buy something, but it's like, I get this little moment where you open this up before you put on that guard moment that you've purchased off me, and I get to have a moment of communicating with you, and it's handwritten. It's on a card with my logo watermarked in the background, and you get to almost hear it in my voice because you've watched my Instagram, if you watch my podcast, you listen to my podcast, and you can hear me saying that to you. Dude, that's fucking unreal. So if I made 20 of these teas and they are exactly how they are when they're printed. And then you get it and it's got a card in there. You've got fucking one of 20. Thanks for your purchase. Right, right, dude. Shit's insane. Shit's insane. Anyway, what else I uh, wanted to talk about? And dude, I've been thinking about how the fuck I meant to address this because um, it's just, it's just weird, man. We had a housewarming on the weekend. And obviously, if you're any sort of regular listener, you knew this was coming up. I've I went fucking above and beyond about, like, the bullshit to do with the grand final and how it's no excuse not to be coming to the housewarming and just fucking whatever, dude. But basically, like, the only reason that I don't want to talk about it is because essentially my friends fucked up my party, like, and not even my party. I got more upset that, like, Larissa goes and makes all of this food and, like, we, we put in so much effort to have, like, a nice, clean, presentable house, you know, and you you try and like present yourself as well as you can, you try and be hospitable, you try and be gracious hosts. And then like, it it was bad because like it turned to shit. And then when it turned to shit, like no one found themselves responsible or accountable. And like, regardless of whose fault it was, basically just threw it on me because I was the host. Now, Like, regardless of who it was and what was done, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, it. I I actually don't really give a fuck about who it was. And, like, I don't really give a fuck about, like, how it all played out. But it's just, like, for hours between, like, 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning, there were people walking up and down, like, my street with their clothes off trying to fight people and, like, pissing all over the road and, like, yelling shit at the top of their lungs, like... I, I, I just don't understand who goes to someone's house and thinks that that's ever okay. You know, like I can honestly say there is not going to be anyone who's going to catch me out on this. I have never been to someone's house that I do or don't know and caused willful destruction, whether it be environmentally or physically. Like the thing that fucking makes me the most upset Is that I take responsibility for everything that happens around me whether it's my fault or not so that way even if you are the perpetrator you can take nothing away from you because I take responsibility for it the thing that I'm responsible for here is thinking that my friends would wouldn't do that to me and them doing it to me and it's all good it's all good but it just means that I can't ever have that situation repeated ever again And like, ultimately that just means that like, right, if I ever want to have something that, you know, if I want to celebrate some of my birthday that's coming up at the end of the year, do I not invite them or do I not have it at my house? You know what I mean? Do I like, do you control that situation by just going like, well, I guess I'll never party again. You know what I mean? I guess I like, or do I need to get better friends or do I need to like, I feel like it's not even my responsibility to like have a conversation to explain how I feel and why I feel that way because it's just like. I feel like I don't have to tell any of my friends that you shouldn't be going around to people's houses and regardless if it's you or your friends or whatever it was, it doesn't matter. Like that just simply shouldn't happen. That that shouldn't happen, you know? And like like I it was a housewarming and the part that fucking blows my mind is like you're like you're kind of setting the standard for which your neighbors can like they don't go oh like fucking now every party's going to be like this but don't give them any sort of excuse to even think like that i mean now the next party i have what are they going to expect i honestly wanted to get my harley out and do a fucking mean popping the tire burnout out on the road or in the shed or whatever it might be and it's like that was going to be the rowdiest thing i was going to do and instead i've got people i don't know fighting each other with no shirts on on the street like people getting knocked out and shit like what do you mean Like, I don't really fucking care whose fault it is. Why is it happening? And then at the end of the night, to have the blame thrown back on me because apparently, like, I don't even know, you know? So, unfortunately, I can't. Like, I would love to tell the whole story and break it down and, and whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like, I'm... I I honestly didn't record a podcast on Sunday or even yesterday because it's like I knew that that was gonna be the only thing that I could talk about and honestly like I was so emotional about I was fucking crying to my dad about it like I didn't think my friends could do this to me and I'm sure I mean a lot of you that know me personally know that I'm quite happy to walk away from a friendship or a relationship whatever it is if it is no longer serving me and like have whatever opinion you want about this particular fact about me but it's fucking, it's for a reason. But if you do wrong by me, I'm quite happy to never have a conversation about it, never talk again, never give you a reason. I won't even stop following you on Instagram. I'll just completely shut off the friendship part of our transactional existence together, right? And the thing that like blows my mind is like, I have done exactly that to very close friends in the past before, because I felt like for whatever reason, whether it was emotionally or physically, that I felt like I was in detriment being in that situation, so I removed myself from it. And the thing that blows my mind is the people that I did that to, when I compare them to the people that did this to me, I don't understand what the difference is in them. So when I have that problem, I then start to think like, if I am only getting that result out of my friends, does that make me the problem? Or is that a bigger problem that I have with society? Because I feel like it's so bizarre that I would ever have to say, you know, like, if someone's too pissed for your house, they're too pissed for my house. If they're a problem for you, don't make them a problem for me, you know? So, when I consider all of that, I just go, well, that's a really obvious thing that I'm saying when I say it out loud. Perhaps, you know, I don't wanna go, like, it's not even a conversation like, are these people dumb? No, I don't think that's, that's what it is at all. I think these people are smart. I think these people are very intellectual and the part that I don't understand is how this would ever be any sort of okay, you know? So, I must be the problem, you know? Maybe not. I don't know. That's a question that I have. That's the, that's where this left me. That's why I didn't want to record a podcast because I just end up fucking crying to a camera by myself going like, well, have I got the problem? You know, the fortunate thing about all this is, is that regardless of what people do around me, I'm allowed to just keep pumping out fucking shirts at my screen printer and selling black ink and black ink will never let me down as long as I put work into black ink. You know, the sad part is, is that like friends are meant to be one of the really awesome parts of your life. And I think I've let that be the case for so long. I just got to a point now where, how long do you water a dead plant? You know, and it just seems to be that a lot of my friendships, and don't get me wrong, I have so many friendships that are so beautiful and fruitful, and, you know, these brilliant things, these ideas, these experiences, and these situations come out of these friendships. But it's like the ones that I feel like I put the most effort into, whether it be traveling to go see, do things with them, or you know, making sure that you're available so that if they need you, whatever it might be, I feel like all the ones that I've really given myself to in my life have just been fucking thrown back at me. And then like, it seems to be the older I get, the more you hurt from these situations. You're just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, I wouldn't even be happy if you got five years down the track and realized that you did the wrong thing and apologize then. This isn't okay now, you know? And it might just be like, dude, I'm fucking 28. I'm 28. Maybe I just don't like loud music anymore. Maybe I just don't have it in me to do the things that I did before. And I understand that. But at the same time, like, what the fuck is that? You know? Hey, Louie. I wonder what you got. But man, again, I, lo- like, I love all these people. And like, the last thing that I want is for the fucking people who did this to watch this and think that I'm attacking them. It's not what I'm doing at all. What I'm saying is like, I'm just... I'm so complexly confused as to what happened, why it happened, why there was a complete lack of accountability and why still now it's my fault. And like, I haven't even had someone call up and be like, fuck man, like how'd your neighbors take it the next day sort of thing. Like I've just heard nothing, like just nothing at all. I just, (laughs) fuck man, it is what it is. It just is what it is. Still got six minutes left of this shit. I don't mean the podcast. I just mean... I, I kind of wish I didn't bring up the fucking... Uh, the... Yeah. I kind of wish I didn't bring up the housewarming party because it is one of those things like i I definitely would have just completely shot myself in the foot and face had I recorded it yesterday. I mean, I was just you know, I, I honestly, I'm at, I'm at the point now in my life when things like this happen to me, I try not to think about them too much because I know all it brings me is answers that I'm not interested in and truth that I don't want to know yet. And I feel like this is something that I am comfortably being arrogant and almost negligent about as I get further away from it. And I realize the further I am away from it, the harder it is to remember the memories and the easier it is to process what actually happened. And I feel like I let myself, really distance myself for that first 24 hours and then I really investigated it for the next 24, you know, as you do when you've had piss, for some reason it bloody, yeah, it makes you fucking freak out about things you said when you were in year 12 and shit like that, but not important. But yeah, just, um, and now like today I'm, I'm back on top, I'm feeling fucking great about this screen print. I finally felt, felt like I've caught up on sleep as well. And just like getting back into the routine of like, just eating enough fruit, man. I feel like if I don't eat enough fruit, I turn into a different person. I fucking, you know, as regular, you're getting angry at shit you shouldn't get angry about. It's just, it's an interesting thing, you know? So now that I'm kind of like, you know, it's Tuesday after the Saturday night party. And like, it's kind of cool because like when you're standing in the kitchen, you look out into this area here. And it's like, oh, there's a fucking screen printer there now, you know? Like I've got boxes of all different inks that I've got to go through and mix and make sure they're all still good and clean them all up and all the rest. Like that's pretty much the first step that I've got to do. So it's like, I am super excited about obviously, and I think that's, that's part of the problem is like these things that happen on the weekend, like if I'm really honest with you, like I don't care about anything except for black ink. Like I don't care about it. Like, the things that I care about that aren't black ink are things that I love. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Larissa, Louie, mum, dad, you know, fucking skating, cycling. That's all that matters to me. Motorbikes. Like, that's all that matters to me. All this shit on the weekend, the only time that I give it any fucking, the only reason I give it any energy is because I really, like, used to enjoy partying. And to be honest with you, it's trying to grab those feelings that I used to get from enjoying partying. But the problem is, is I'm replicating things that I enjoyed when I was 22 years old, which is loud music and smoking cigarettes and fucking yelling conversations that mean absolutely fucking nothing at each other while you're half pissed. But the reality is the real entertainment that I find fucking awesome is is like it's closer to day drinking and fucking having a conversation with someone that you don't really know and you're actually learning something from each other or having a conversation conversation with someone that you know really deeply and getting something in return from what you're putting out and talking about things you're interested in, not just fucking their work and cars, you know what I mean? So I think these things, all these things that happen on the weekend, whether we go to Perth for an event or we have something here or, you know, Riz has got the weekend off. So we do something like as much as I enjoy doing it and I do like the the pursuit of having a good weekend and I enjoy the like, you know, going to a hotel and seeing people that you don't normally see and having these, like, you know, celebrations and seeing like people that aren't necessarily friends, but you enjoy partying with and things like that. I enjoy the whole process, but it takes me away from black ink and like understand that like, you know, you have a big weekend, you start drinking at 12 o'clock on a Saturday, you start fucking properly recovering about six o'clock on Sunday night, and then you're kind of okay by Monday morning. That's essentially two whole days. And skipping two whole days out of your life doesn't mean fuck on when you've got a bullshit job and you're in a relationship that you're only half existing through. But like, I'm deep in the fucking balls of life right now. Like, I am in love with my business. I am in love with Larissa. I'm in love with my life. I want all of this to continue happening and only accelerate as far as like the enthusiasm and the, the fucking momentum. I only want it all to order increase. So then you have two days off and it's not like it pauses you. It takes you back a minute because then on Monday morning, you got to remember what you were doing to start back up again. So it's like, man, when you fucking put everything on pause for someone to fuck you over like that, it's like, well, just don't get in my way. Just don't get in my way. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to ask me right now, I'm super happy just to fucking forget about turning 29 this year and just keep on doing whatever Black Ink needs me to do on that day, rather than giving the day to all of my friends who pull shit like this on me. You know what I mean? Like, there is no one person that I'm upset at for doing what happened or Or no one person that I'm upset at for not coming. But it's like literally, man, like every fucking excuse in the book was used to not come. And then on top of that, like the people who did come, I felt like there was fucking a handful of people that just did the righty. You know what I mean? Just like went to a party, had a good time, didn't cause any problems, maybe brought an extra drink or two. You know what I mean? Just rocked up with the right attitude. And it's like the rest was just me cleaning up. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, I feel like a cunt saying all this, but I'd feel like a bigger cunt if I didn't say anything, you know? And as I said, I'm not angry at anyone. I'm just at a point now where like I'm asking myself like, well, when it comes to my friendships and when it comes to partying and all the rest, what the fuck am I doing? What's going on, you know? Man, take away from this podcast this. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to friendship. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to partying or events or celebrating or anything like that. But what I do know, is I just bought a fucking screen printer. I just leveled up. I got myself to a point where I can like facilitate buying this business asset and be so fucking excited about it that nothing else matters. It's bizarre to be in a place where like I just bought this apparatus made out of fucking hinges and springs and steel and screws and nuts and bolts and adjusters and all the rest and like all I have to do is like master that. And that's like a whole new level unlocked in my business and in my life and in my character and everything that's going on. It's kind of fucking bizarre. I can't even relate it to anything. And normally that's like my point of like conversation is being able to create an analogy or an example to make it cross-referenceable. But I don't even have that. This is like, you know, like, you know, when you, when I was in mining, you would have these days or, or chunks of days or weeks where you were on training. So you were going to learn about this thing. And then you can then apply that learning to your job, whether it's working at heights or confined space or gas testing or even learning fixed plant or mobile plant operations and things like that it's like you're always there and you're always doing it you're always taking in some form of like information that you're gonna you know process and do something with but for the first time it's like i was standing there taking in this information about this screen printer and asking questions as if it was like as if my life depended on it you know and not that it does but it does you know, And it's kind of cool to have this thing to get yourself in a position where it's like, right, you've got this totally unique idea and this ambition and this goal, this vision, dream that you want to create. It's like most of the time, the path that it takes to get that thing is so skew and full of left turns that you thought were right that by the time you get to the end vision, you go like, oh, I was totally wrong in assuming what, it, what I thought it took. But at no turn... Did I question the path that it took me? I just went and did it and got good at it, embraced it, embodied it, empowered myself because of the left instead of the right or whatever it might be. And now I'm here. And I feel like this is one of those situations where like organically within me, there isn't anything that wants to be a great screen printer, but definitely organically in me is someone who wants black ink to be the best possible thing that it can be. And this is within that vision. So therefore I will be the best possible screen printer that I can become, you know, If you're going to take anything away from this podcast, take away that I'm going to be the best possible screen printer that I can become. Because somehow that's the message that I just delivered, you know? Anyway, look, if you come this far, that means you're a diehard fan, which means I need you to do the following. You know what I'm gonna say, I need you to go on Facebook, like and comment everything. Go on Instagram, like, comment, share everything, save it, do all the bullshit. You go on YouTube, you comment on all of my posts, you subscribe, you say that you love my shit, you share it to your friends on Facebook, you tell them, look, listen to this guy, he's full of hot air and good ideas, but mostly hot air, give him a shot, give him like episode number 17, something wild. Give him that like vasectomy episode or the brilliant man one or the first episode, give him this episode, Fuck man, give them an episode of The Simpsons. I don't care at this point, right? Jump on TikTok, follow me there, like all my shit, share it again. Go on, go onto my website, buy four things, right? Make sure you use a 10% off at the at the fucking, when you log in, it gives you like, hey, become a member, get 10%. If you've already used it, all good. Make another email address, use that one, still get 10%. Go wear that, give the other two things that you bought to two friends of yours, tell them to wear it so I get as much exposure, I can get as big as possible. And that's my game plan, Right? Anyway, be good to your mum, because I'm fucking out. Yo!